That's just not me. Nah, not me. I don't want to do that. So my response is, who are you? Were you born talking? Are the words you say words you invented? Were you the originator of all the phrases you use today? Or did you copy someone else? Welcome to the Miles and the Markers podcast. This is Gene Girdley. I am your host. Thank you so much for joining me. Today is Thursday, July the 21st. Thursday, July the 21st, all day. And uh, I want to begin today a little bit differently. I don't want to start in the book itself, but there was an announcement today that President Biden has contracted COVID and he's been isolated. And the scriptures tell us not only are we to pray for those in authority, but if you're not a fan of President Biden, maybe even you consider his party to be an opposition to you. Um, we're called to pray for our enemies, too. If you are that blatant to consider him or the Democratic Party your enemy, uh, which, you know, is, is pretty strict to take that approach. But hey, some do. Some feel like they're, you know, taking our country down a wrong path. But regardless of that, we are instructed as Christians to pray for them. And so I'm reading a prayer from, uh, and I'm going to alter it a little bit because of um, the fact that he is ill. But it's from the Common Book of Prayer for the President of the United States and all in civil authority. O Lord, our governor, whose glory is in all the world, we commend this nation to thy merciful care, that being guided by providence, thy providence, we may dwell secure in thy peace. Grant to Joe Biden, the President of the United States, the Governor of these United States, and to all in authority, wisdom and strength to know and to do thy will. I pray for his healing and full recovery from COVID. I pray that your grace would be on him, that you would fill him with the love and truth and righteousness and make him ever mindful of his calling to serve this people in thy fear. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. And so, regardless of my opinion about his leadership, I do pray for a full recovery for President Joe Biden and for protection for people around whom who may be exposed as well. We are on mile 29. Words are powerful tools. And I mentioned last week that when I cover this section, I'm going to be addressing scripts. And so if you know somebody who needs to hear about scripts, or maybe they don't agree with scripts, um, this may be a good challenge for them, something to reconsider about their own belief system about scripts, whether they're good or bad. So it begins, one of the essential things developed during this adventure, and the adventure I'm talking about is when I went from Saab to back to Saturn Retail and took over opening up and beginning their new BDC. But one of the essential things developed during this adventure was the proper training and power of scripts. Now, for many of you, you know that I was also director of development for a year for Traver Connect, 
And at Traver Connect's call center, these scripts are known as call guides. When utilized correctly, scripts or word tracks can make a massive difference in your team's success or failure. The challenge comes when team members aren't managed successfully or when leadership doesn't know how to train team members how to use scripts effectively. The outsourcing of customer service has been detrimental in many cases to the use and acceptance of scripts in the automotive world. It's rare to find someone in another country, for example, capable of having a conversation in English apart from using a script. They tend to default to reading words on their screen and their delivery sounds canned. Now, another thing with respect to um, outsourcing to other countries, which companies that I have worked for have done that because there just weren't people who wanted to work in that capacity here. So the options were somewhat limited to meet the demand. Another thing that we need to be aware of and be careful of is the cultural difference and the way we phrase things. For example, we here in America might say, hey, look at the green grass. But in another country, they might say, hey, look, the grass, it's green. <laughs> so they'd say the noun first and then the descriptive words. Or maybe the phrases that we use here in the United States for the population or in different segments of our country even, like in the South or in the Northeast or in the, in the West, they may be slightly different, okay? The way we use words may be slightly different and we need to be aware of that. So it's not just the script itself, but it's the culture that we need to be aware of and we need to pay attention to those things. So when training on scripts, my approach is to ask participants who their favorite actor or actress is. Then we discuss what character played by that actor was their favorite one. Now, I hope you can see where this is going. One of my favorite actors is Tom Hanks. Everybody ready for this? Tom Hanks is not Forrest Gump. But he won an Oscar because he made all of us believe he was Forrest Gump. Now, after I bring this up, we discuss the process the cast goes through to prepare for their role. Trust me, it's a lot of work. And it begins just reading the script. Now, that's individually. It just begins reading the script all by yourself, sitting there, reading through it, practicing it, thinking about stuff. For the real top actors who have done this a long time, they may even take a, a marker or a pen and mark through some of the things that they don't like and ask if they can change something. Um, but trust me, like I said, it's a lot of work and it begins as a group with just sitting around a table. They sit around a table with the scripts in their hand and they read them to each other. Now, I, I, wouldn't it be interesting if someone came along and said to the actors, hey guys, you know, scripts are old, they're outdated. We're, we're not going to use scripts anymore. So just toss them out and, I mean, you've been acting long enough. You could figure it out. We'll just tell you what the story is and just figure out what to say. I, I mean, that would be kind of silly, right? So after they've done that, then they memorize the story and start practicing the delivery. And then long after that comes the blocking or moving around in character along with saying the lines. It's a process. It's a process. And it takes time and it takes experience and it takes training. Sadly, too many new sales folks will read a script and say, quote, that's just not me. Nah, not me. I don't want to do that. 
not me. <laughs> so here's my response. Well, who are you? Remember, Tom Hanks is not Forrest Gump. Can you imagine if Tom Hanks would say that, ah, Forrest Gump just isn't me. Now, sometimes actors do that and they refuse the script and they don't do the job. But if they do the job, they become the character. So my response is, who are you? Were you born talking? Are the words you say words you invented? Were you the originator of all the phrases you use today? Or did you copy someone else? See, this is important for those who poo-poo scripts, who say, I don't care about scripts. No, they're no good. We don't use scripts. The way you talk and most of the words you use resulted from things programmed into your brain subconsciously by listening to your parents or your friends talk. Your words are learned and you can learn how to make scripts become you. Okay? <laughs> I mean, come on. Nobody invented anything that they say. They learned. They learned how to say things. They learned what words and phrases to use. We're all scripted. The Bible insists that Christians should, quote, study to show yourself approved and, quote, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This means believers in Jesus should read and align with, are you ready? Scripture. I highlighted in the book, in all bold, the word script. Scripture. Every person in customer service uses scripts, whether they learned them from a sheet of paper or copied what other people said. I'm going to say that again. Every person in customer service uses scripts, whether they learned them from a sheet of paper or copied what other people said. Don't tell me you don't like to use scripts because, trust me, you are scripted. Now, when we first opened our BDC, both the sales teams for four different stores and my staff took an equal share of inbound calls. Each of the calls was recorded and the managers of each sales staff were required to listen to their team calls daily so they could provide coaching. It's the old inspect what you expect philosophy which was to be followed by all management. Now, I will say, and you can even expect this, those of you who are in automotive or those of you who are in sales management who are listening to this, you already know, especially in automotive, that the managers didn't do this. I had a system that tracked whenever they were listening to their own team calls, how much time they spent doing that. And they weren't. They weren't listening to them. Um, does that mean we're bad managers? No, it just meant they didn't prioritize it. It meant they felt like other things were a priority and they didn't believe in it. So since my role was the administrator overseeing all calls and all activities, my job was to provide a report showing which salespeople were and which managers were or were not using the scripts or coaching the scripts. So as I, again, I said, we also evaluated if the managers were listening to their calls. Well, as a result of these reports and as a result of the president of our company listening to my team's calls, and by the way, they were all scripted, and the sales team's calls who were winging it, the president pulled all the calls from all the sales teams and gave 100% of them to the BDC. Why? Not because our we were just using the scripts. Our team was getting results. We were setting appointments. People were coming in. 
people were buying cars. The ones who were flying by the seat of their pants were not successful. Things were moving along well in my department. It brought me great pleasure to lead a team of professionals who enjoyed their work and made my job easier. I learned a lot about team building, interdepartmental communications, and technology during my time leading the BDC. It would have been great if my calling and my purpose in launching new things and developing new staff members had been understood at the time. I need to keep being reminded of that. Maybe it would have been clear why after only a few months, when things were clicking along so smoothly, the boredom set in. It was time for another change, but I didn't see it coming. And here's the mile marker. Practice and perfect your strategies for success. Take ideas others have created and make them your own. Refine who you are to maximize your new skills and resources. Hey folks, I appreciate you. It was a short episode this time. Uh, next week, we're in mile 30. Know the why of your projects, which is more than just know your why, but know specific whys of the projects. And then 31, not all experts know your stuff. Uh, I probably, because those are both short, I may double them up next week. And then after that, um, and let me just look here moving forward. Yeah, after that, there's one more chapter. And then, and then we're going to get into something that, that is very, very personal um, that I will talk about in a few weeks. So stay tuned for that. Be ready for that. But again, thank you so much uh, for joining me. Appreciate you bearing with me as we prayed for the president and his full recovery. And uh, love you. Thank you so much. God bless. Have a great week.